My first command bore the warlike name of Cutlass. To other people, she wasn't much to look at, but to me, she was my fair one, my belle. From bow to stern, the ship was less than a hundred meters in length. Her pressurized zone occupied no more than ten percent of the enclosed space within the thin hull, but outside the main cabin, we rarely trusted her seals enough to try to catch a breath. Only a madman would dare crawl through her guts without a helmet on. Captain Sparhawk, we've got a contact, Rumbold informed me sixteen hours into our patrol around Earth. He was my bosun's mate, my chief of the boat. He peered at his instruments with large bloodshot eyes. Something small. It's incoming from below the plane of the ecliptic, possibly with a load of contraband. I see it, chief, I said, eyeing a cracked screen that was dark in one corner. The photosensitive nanites in that region had long since given up on self-repairing the display unit. Report the sighting to Altair and maintain our course. Plot an intercept, just in case. Cutlass was the third pinnace in a squadron of escorts attached to the destroyer Altair. The boat was beyond old, but she was still nimble enough to outperform most ships when it came to chasing smugglers. My crew was made up primarily of greybeards like Rumbold. They were spacers who didn't want to retire to Earth. Fortunately, their long experience had turned them into wizards when it came to repairing the ship's systems. All of Cutlass's components had been patched a thousand times. Earth's navy as a whole had been the victim of endless slashed budgets and deferred maintenance plans. Cutlass was just one more boat at the end of a very long line of hungry vessels. Despite her problems, I'd fallen instantly in love with the ship when she'd become my first command six years ago. Well, I asked Rumbold about a minute later, what's the word from Altair? They haven't managed to identify the contact, but they say it's probably a piece of junk from the rocks, sir. Maybe even a chunk of ice from Outsystem. I eyed Rumbold for a moment. He was a stout man with burly arms, a hard circular face, and eyes that always looked like he needed more sleep. His nose had the shape of a potato, and there was more fat on his belly than regulations allowed, but I liked him nonetheless. He'd been a guardsman for a century, maybe longer. I'd never asked his exact age. It was considered rude to question a man concerning how long he'd extended his lifespan with cheap treatments. He still managed to perform his duties. That was good enough for the guard, and good enough for me. My gaze returned to my cracked screen. We had several foggy triangles of ballistic glass that passed for windows, but looking for a spacecraft visually with bare eyes was pointless, unless you were trying to dock with it. They've got no positive ID, but Altair sensor operators presume it's a piece of junk? I asked. I don't understand their reasoning. The chief shrugged in a noncommittal response. That wasn't the norm for him. He was technically the second in command of my tiny crew, and he was never slow to offer an opinion. He was usually excitable by nature. Looking back at my scopes, I thought I could see a flare of radiation from the distant target. What's that, then? I demanded. Rumbold shrugged again. Could be a pocket of gas. The contact registers is quite cold. Must have come from outsystem. Maybe the venting is a melting effect. I don't think it's natural, I said. Rumbold looked at me for a moment, narrowing his eyes. Altair's sensors are much better than ours, sir. They've reported there's nothing to be alarmed about. I nodded thoughtfully. Have you plotted that intercept course? I asked. I have, sir. 
Send it to my screen. He did so with a flick of his thumb. I tapped on it and brought up the details. We've only got a small window, I said. I'm going to pursue this one, Rumbled. It's been a slow patrol. They almost always are, sir, he replied, giving me a wheezing laugh. I touched the course file he'd sent me and slid the icon to the engines. The ship did the rest automatically. Straps snaked out of our seats to grip our bodies. The pinnace slewed around, and the amount of thrust applied was surprising. The solar system was difficult to patrol. There was too much void between the relatively small spots of mass called planets that we all held so dear. There was so much nothingness, in fact, that the task of policing any star system was damned near impossible. Undaunted, the aging ships of Earth's star guard were still vigilant, and as one of the younger officers in the service, I was determined to do what could be done.